people are getting <laughs> slaughtered and i'm still like so what do you do like the next day the bodies are just laying on the street There's, is there like a next day pickup like christmas trees <laughs> Welcome to episode 136. This episode of TLC, we talk about Tom Holland swings into a new set, Netflix gives and takes, and Anton talks about the joy of fatherhood. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Hey, Anton, how's uh, your three weeks off from recording been? Man, uh, I, I, I thought we were going to record last week. I, I really did uh yeah everything just went out of hand my kid mm-hmm. would teeth every now and then and especially for the past two days he's been doing it very constantly and uh man it's a lot of work um if, if for those who hasn't have a kid yet <clears throat> when a kid teeths they are grumpy as fuck <laughs> um, uh example yes. would be you know, I'm trying to rock him to sleep and he's slapping my face. Uh, and then my wife would come over like, oh, what's wrong? And then he would kick her in the face. <laughs> it's that That's bad. a fighter right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I showed uh, I showed Martha the pictures you posted from uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, like, yeah, you can tell like his gums are swollen from the teething. Yeah. And he's not happy at all. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It, it, we we did, you know, a little photo shoot or Halloween and uh, he uh, he wasn't smiling in any of the picture. And there was one where he kind of smirked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> that was probably the only one that he was like, OK. I'm going to smile in this one. Yeah. But other than that, um, yeah, sister-in-law came for like about a week. Uh, mm-hmm. Her and her fiance flew over. Um, I think the cool thing that her That's fiance, what it was, fiance. I was yeah. trying to, because Martha asked me like, who are they? I'm like, oh, that's uh, Julie's sister and that's her boyfriend. I was like, I was, I was hesitating on that one. I'm like, so I know it's changed, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny fiance. because when they were here, uh, I think uh, one of the conversation went something like, oh yeah, hey, um, it's good that you tell people that, uh, you know, that you have a girlfriend because, you know, you, you should put that picture on there. He's like, what are you talking about girlfriend? I don't have a girlfriend. She's like, what? She's like, oh yeah, fiance. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, while they were here, uh, she was working while she was here on, on her laptop. So she's, she's working from home. Uh, but, uh, her fiance was kind of uh, a week off. So he is into disc golfing. Uh, I guess that's kind of like the popular Fro- thing in California now is Frof. to do disc golfing. And uh, we have a couple of um, uh, courses in over here that I didn't even know about. Uh, I mean, I heard about them and I didn't know that it was uh, a very popular thing to be like uh, like two acres of land dedicated to disc golfing. In, oh, damn. In, so, so in the city nearby. I, yeah, I think so the only one cool. around here that I know of is in Huntington Beach across from the Huntington Beach Library. Uh, yeah, yeah. They have one there. They have yeah. one at uh, Mouse Square Park. Um, yeah, yeah, that one too. Yeah. That and then one. one of the popular ones is that La Mirada or something like that. Um, but yeah, he he, he did a couple of uh, yeah, <laughs> he did a couple of uh, uh, games, and uh, he said it was pretty cool here. It, it's um, a lot bigger than um, most courses, and uh, I, I guess it's because of the land that we have here in Florida. There's a lot of land. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, other than that, we did one thing together over the weekend. We went to a apopka wildlife drive and what this is is it's basically an area where they recently just opened it up to the public and you Mm -hmm. would drive down this this road and it's about 11 miles long 
and both sides is um, ponds and lakes, and you can get to see uh, alligators, birds. A lot of people who bird watch, this is the perfect place to go bird watching because there are over, I think, 230 different type of species of uh, birds that mm-hmm. kind of like um, live in this ecosystem. So it's very neat to see all of these things happen in in this open wildlife area. And alligators are here because they have so much food, you know, all these birds are always hanging around. And while I'm driving down this road, I'm looking at all these birds. They're just like so vulnerable. They're just like, you know, they're just the life they live, man. That's the life they chose to be on the the water, close to the water. Yeah, And it's like I'm looking at I'm like, dude, you're going to get eaten. There's like a a crocodile like 10 feet away from you. And I think all there's a reason why some of there's there's a reason why some of those birds don't move that much to begin with. They kind of just are very they stand very still in the water if they're in the water. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the birds eat the algae and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, it's kind of cool to see all this happen. Um, uh, This place used to be like a a, a big farming area. So a lot of the the waters uh, used to be pulled from the the main lake area uh, into the farmland. And when it gets over flooded, they just push it back the other way into the lake. Um, Yeah, it's kind of sad to see uh, all of that farming going away because... Uh, the animals that were there, they were being killed off mm-hmm. because of pesticides. And a lot of people didn't really know that when they were farming. I mean, they probably did, but they didn't really care. Because it, it was intentional. It was leaking into it, right? Yeah, it was they had leaking no control over it. it. They so just, it killed it, a lot of birds. Yeah. It killed a lot of wildlife. So this area is more controlled now. That's why they uh, offer people to come into this area to learn more about, you know, how to protect mm-hmm. the wildlife and, and appreciate, you know, everything that's there. So it's kind of cool. Like the whole thing is free. Um, when you come over next time, I'll probably uh, do a drive with you. It takes about an hour and a half to go through the whole entire thing. 11 okay. miles, an hour and a half, 10 miles an hour. So Damn. it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love going through preserve areas. Like even here, like the Bolsa Chica wetlands. Like yeah. it's such a random thing, but like just walking through it, you're like, okay, there's nothing here. But if you look closely, like, Oh crap! There's a lot of species here. Yeah, um, that's what this place that's reminds like me of. Exactly like the Bolsa Chica one. Yeah, but this one, yeah. of course, alligators and uh, lots of birds. A little bit more dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. As we're recording, uh, we got the notification that uh, from YouTube that we're recording, and as always, not very flattering pictures. You look like you got you know appalled by something I said, and <laughs> I look like I'm giving a yeah what of it face. <laughs> yeah, I said it. What of it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. YouTube yeah, so, always, uh, you know, choose the best pictures, uh, you know, of the episode, and it's not, so. and it's not, it's not when you like as soon as you hit the record button because like, we've we've timed it before. It's like yeah. a random grab whenever it's, it feels like it. Uh, yeah, it it's got I'm an a, algorithm to find the best faces. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, your sister-in-law, yeah, working from home, and I've been working from home since the pandemic started, mm-hmm. and I recently got an email, probably, actually about three weeks, I think the week after we recorded, um, I got an email saying that I have been given full remote status, um, so I'm wow. no, I'm not gonna go back to the office, yeah, uh, I, the company wants to use, because technically my department is kind of random in that area to begin with, there's mm-hmm. only like 50 or 60 of us on that, on that part of the floor, Mm-hmm. So the company just wants to, you know, just convert it all into one one uh, department. Uh, so they gave us, us randos uh, permission to work from home full time. So that left uh, the stuff that we left in the office because literally most of us just yeah. 
I was going to say, know we're, what about your uh, goodies? Yeah, so <laughs> most of us didn't know if we were going to come back, or didn't know when we were going to come back. Like, we thought maybe it was going to be like a one-month thing or a couple of weeks or whatever. All they really told us was, hey, go home and we'll, you know, we'll tell you what's going on through email. That was like in March. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then ever since then, it's been, you know, one week, like every month they give us an update saying "Uh, things are going to stay the same. We'll give you another update on July 1st. And then it became September 1st. And then finally, uh, I think the last update I got was October. And then two weeks after that, I got the update saying like, hey, guess what? You're going to be working from home full time. (laughs) So they hired a company to go in and pack up all our stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just had to mail in my my desk key and uh, my like my building key, not necessarily my 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 employee badge, but my building key for the Mm -hmm. for the lobby of the building. Yeah, You Um, didn't leave your underwear in there or anything, right? No. But the funny thing is, I do. (laughs) I did have a toothbrush and like the travel toothpaste there. Like. my desk <laughs> what happened i just heard uh, i just heard something fall ghost I hope everything's fine <laughs> all right while so, you're talking i'm gonna check the camera real quick <laughs> all right uh so yeah they sent us uh they, they hired a company to pack up our stuff and i was like i wonder how they're good a job they're gonna do packing like if they're really gonna send us everything my coworker said like oh i know some people that they had their stuff mailed out from home because they got sent remotely you know a while ago they put into one or two boxes. They're really good at packing it. I ended up with eight boxes. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What the I heck? Was like, I, I just texted you some pictures right now to show you yeah, how it was like it right set now. up. Holy, holy smokes. Yeah. So it's okay. First of all, I have a collection of mugs there. Yeah. Uh, most of it's like stuff that I don't, I'm not really going to need here. Um, uh-huh. It's like, it's like duplicates of what I have here. So uh, my little like portable fan, uh, I don't even know what I have. It's like the, that's a lot of junk you have there. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also too, most, some of it is like teas. Like I had like a, a box of like of a, a display box for my tea packets, which mm-hmm. I have no idea where I'm going to put here. So that's going to take some time to sort out. Uh, I currently have those boxes in the corner of my room because I need to throw stuff up, throw stuff out in my room as well as throw some stuff out that's in the boxes and somewhere <laughs> in the middle uh, yeah. meat. <laughs> so it's a two job in one <laughs> yeah pretty much so uh and also I'm, I'm hoping to move within the next couple of months so oh. not exactly what i do <laughs> not exactly what to? i want to do uh so i ha- i don't think we've talked about this not no, in a while at least no um I finally saved up the down payments that I would need. Okay. This is like mm-hmm. very minimum. Um, I'm still trying to save up a little bit more just because of all those like fees that come with buying a house or buying a, a yeah. car or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always uh, and also, extra stuff. Yeah, and, and also just, you know, it doesn't hurt to have some wiggle room in case I need to negotiate, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm just playing the waiting game for the market. The prices of places around here are still pretty, pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I will say I'm going I'm seeing things going for about 10 to 15 percent more than what they were going for in the beginning of the year and this time last year. Mm-hmm. So a condo that would have gone for three hundred and fifty last year like would close for like just over four hundred. Wow. No. Yeah. And that's I, because I'd say wait until after the elections. And then that's my plan yeah. is uh, mm-hmm. maybe get pre-approval in December um, mm-hmm. and then just kind of hold off until and see how it is until spring. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, part of, part of it, too, is it's not necessarily that that people are moving to Orange County. They're just not, you know, they're just they're, they're selling so fast. It's there's uh, with all the mortgage protection that the people, some people had early on in the pandemic, 
Um, and some of it's still carrying over from the people that were that used that wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really wants to sell their place. So there's very few listings and those few listings are causing more of a demand and that demand is resulting in people ended up paying more for the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow. um, yeah. So I, I mean, again, I'm just right now, I've just seen everything as I'll take this time to start getting rid of stuff and kind of, you know, what do I really need? Mm-hmm. And these eight boxes are not what I need. <laughs> <laughs> looking at it, looking at those pictures, none of it looks like something that. And uh, it's huge boxes, too. Like, they, yeah. they look small. So I'm glad I stacked it next to the door to give you some perspective. Yeah. Each box is probably like 13 inches tall. So stacked up two by four. Hey, it's like hey, five and a half hey, feet. They do a really good job. <laughs> trying to protect everything though like the way that they wrap some of the mugs and stuff so like they know what they're doing yeah so so i looked out because say so they gave us um like a spreadsheet to provide us like for me to provide my desk number and any special packing instructions whatever so i simply put out hey please be careful with my mugs please you know take special care with them whatever and I thought, I'm like, you know what? That's probably the need to do that. It's kind of self-explanatory. My coworker who has a nice collection of Starbucks mugs, like the tumblers and stuff like that. <laughs> she lost at least two mugs in transit. And I don't know if it was because hers came from UPS and mine was delivered by FedEx or <laughs> if it was just like the lack of packaging. FedEx does a better job with their packages it, than UPS. Yeah. So, yeah. And also I was at the door. Because I, I thought the guy just had two boxes. That's all he carried over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just picked up two boxes and I saw him. He went back to the truck. I'm like, OK, he's going to get more. And as I'm putting down my boxes, I'm like, two of eight. Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's getting into the boxes, I'm like, I'm, I'm, he's handing them to me instead of placing them on the ground. And I'm wondering uh-huh. if part of the problem, too, was my coworker probably had her boxes placed in her doorstep. And, you know, sometimes uh-huh. they kind of just toss the boxes. Yeah, kick the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I kind of lucked out there, the timing. So, um, yeah, so long story short, I'm, f- I'm fully remote now, and uh, I have some stuff to go through this on my desk. Most of it's snacks that I'm going to need a tossing because probably not good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think, like, my teas are good. I, t- I mentioned this before. My coffee is gone. Like, there's no way that coffee's still good at this point. <laughs> um so yeah so right now it's just about going through the boxes and sorting stuff out so it's kind of cool now you can actually work anywhere that has internet connection right pretty much yeah so that is Mm -hmm. also opening up my uh my my, the way i'm looking for homes i'm not really thinking about commuting that much Mm -hmm. so we'll see how we'll see where i end up (laughs) (laughs) Mars. all right i thought so so speaking of the time we were gone how was your halloween uh my halloween besides the teething Man, it's th- this year. I don't see any trick or treaters. I-, I probably saw like uh, two couples, but that's it. They had a kid with them, and that was it. No one showed up at my house. Yeah, uh, no. I still went to Target afterwards on November first mm-hmm. and loaded up um, <laughs> on the on the discount candy. Uh, so for me, same thing. Yeah, I was at my girlfriend's house and it was maybe two two people knocked on the door, but they didn't have anything to give. Like they didn't really prepare for it. Um, but we did have a purge binge watching thing because it's Halloween. We had to do something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really for gory movies. Um, I, they're just weird to me, but (laughs) Martha called me a nerd to to my reactions to watching the purge, especially the first one, because I Uh felt like the purge, the world of the purge made me question more things than it answered. (laughs) <laughs> so as like even at like the first 10 minutes of the movie they're talking like uh they're just like talking about like day-to-day life and i'm kind of like how does insurance work in the world of the purge like 
is there a separate plan if like for because you know like California, you have to get like a separate earthquake plan that's not covered yeah, like yeah. your home yeah, yeah. your home insurance. It's a separate separate uh type of insurance. I'm sure Florida has like separate hurricane insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, do you have like, th- does like purge coverage end and you have to like have a separate purge protection plan? Um, <laughs> like is the purge on a weekend or does it happen like, a, a, you know, like the, the, the second Tuesday of the month or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah for me, um, you know, what the premise of the movie was, I always wondered that too. And I was thinking maybe they just shut everything off for that day. Everything that day doesn't count. So oh, you better like, thing protect too, the heck out of your house. Is, is that's the stupid is. thing too, though. The, the, the like people were like, oh, because the purge starts at seven. They're like, oh, it's six forty five. Let's finish up dinner and then we'll close up. No, how about you close up and then finish dinner? Like <laughs> people and and the they do answer some of these questions like later on in the other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it was a lot of fan questions that they kind of wanted to answer <laughs> in the scripts. Um, but yeah, I, I think the one I got I got Martha was uh, when I talked about like, okay, so if people work the next day, how much would it suck? If like half your team was killed or like your whole department was killed and you're the last one, there's still all this work left over. What yeah. do you do? And Martha's like, it doesn't make any crap. sense. Like the, the whole world would go into chaos and where like businesses would close because they don't have enough people. They don't have enough yeah. resources. <laughs> like, what do you do? So and Mar- Martha was like, holy crap, I would quit. <laughs> if I walked in, I was the only one on my team left. I would quit on the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny because the first one was very. I would still say very obvious about it being about, you know, classism, um, politics. And I would say the second, third and fourth one, just hammer that in. There's like, we're not going to be subtle about it. This is what it is. You Mm -hmm. know what it is, especially uh, election year, (laughs) which happened 20s. I, I told Martha near the end of election year, as like they were casting the, like they were counting the ballots, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Look, I'm like, as they're saying, oh, look, the the good person, the protagonist is is winning. One Florida, they turn Florida blue. I'm like, okay, so the Republicans are the pro purgers, and the Democrats are the ones that wants to stop purging. I get it. Doesn't yeah. help also that like the 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 people that were like the pro purgers were also like all rich white old people." I'm like, yeah. th- they could have made it more obvious. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing about the like, the, the purge world is that uh, a lot of things don't make sense. <laughs> and that's why we it's, have movies. It's a lot of questions. And and you know what? To be fair, uh, uh, I think that's going to motivate me to watch the purge series mm-hmm. to see if they answer some of some more questions. Um, but yeah, that was me. That was me being a total nerd watching the purge. I was so, people are getting <laughs> slaughtered, and I'm so like, so what do you do like the next day? The bodies are just laying on the street. There's, is there like a next day pickup like Christmas trees? Probably. Like at the, you know <laughs> December 26th through the 31st, they do like the Christmas tree pickup. Is there like a purge after purge Cleaners? cleanup week where you yeah. just drag the bodies to the curb and they just heave them in? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird. Yeah, so speaking of voting, Anton, uh, tomorrow, well, by the time this episode comes out, election would have already come and gone. Uh, but for us recording today, the election is tomorrow. Have mm-hmm. you voted yet? Yes, I have. And I did the, the mail home ballot or mail-in ballot. Mail-in ballot. Uh, much easier. Didn't have to line up. I, I don't understand why a lot of people didn't sign up for it. It's, well, probably because they want it to be more secure by voting in person yeah uh but i do like that you can track your ballot 
Did you do the same? I, I did. I haven't followed up. I just saw when the county, I forgot what their, what their title is. Um, when the, yeah, pretty much when the county received it, but I didn't see if it was actually like, if it, the status went further than that. Yeah, I, I think ours don't get counted until tomorrow. Mm. You, you can see that they received it, but the counting starts tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I actually voted. Well, me and Martha voted uh, mid-October. Mm-hmm. We, we really wanted to get out of the way. So um, we, we kind of made a night of it. We just kind of sat sat down, had both our ballots. We had like the little booklet. We like were reading through it, talking about it and Googling stuff. And we weren't sure what the hell that meant. Um, yeah, it was kind of. It was interesting. It was, I, I, I liked that she got into it, too. The researching. She says she's never really gotten that into it. If she, before, if she didn't know about it, she would just wouldn't vote about it, which I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I prefer somebody that doesn't vote on something because they don't know about it rather than somebody just blindly voting. Yeah. Um, back back in the days, people ha- had to actually, um, you know, read a lot of stuff and do more research uh, without the Internet. Um, nowadays, yeah, we have Google. So we're able mm-hmm. to see more of uh, what size is which side for, you know, any of the propositions or um, any of the people that are running. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, like you, you would go through the whole entire list and you'd be like, hmm, do I just vote for all Democrats or should I like really go into it and, you know, look to see I, I kinda, who's, who's good? I kind of wish they would get rid of that, like Democrat, Republican, like the R or their D next to and give him more of a profile than that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I, that pisses me off too. Like more than people that, that blindly vote is people who just vote along party lines for, they don't know who the person is or what their history is, but like, Oh, they have a little R or, Oh, they have a little D. That's my person. Mm-hmm. What happens um, if they switched it without, you know, switcheroo, you're probably voting, voting for the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but, and things like that can happen all the time. Yeah, so let's talk about the uh, the two big candidates here. Um, old man one, the, old man two. Yeah. First, first thing <laughs> for me is I would vote for any other Republican. Yeah, that's, any other Republican. <laughs> that was me last year or last election. <laughs> yeah, I would vote I was, for any other Republican. Period. I was, I, I think I told him like, ah, like, <clears throat> like I want, I wanted a business a more business savvy um, person for president than a traditional mm. politician. Yeah. And then Trump got the nomination. I'm like, anybody but him though. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the pizza guy instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he's done a lot. Yeah. But the way that he's running our country is not how I envision the leader to run our country. So you know, like, the, the, okay. So the funny thing is the, the economy was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people refuse to give him credit for that because it was they're like, oh no, that's that's Obama's thing. That's you know. But as soon as the economy crashes, they're like, it was Trump. <laughs> Which it was, but it's just funny how like when there's credit to be given, they're like, Nope, not his credit. And then when there's blame, they're like, Yep, he's to blame. Um he did he did, you know, new things that people wouldn't have thought of for other politicians. Um mm-hmm. probably took it the wrong way that they should have, but um i'll give him this he has not changed in office and he was before he is the asshole we we elect that got the nomination mm-hmm. <laughs> like the he's the, that when when policies needed to go through right away he was able to push it through yeah but you know when he feels like it <laughs> yeah when he feels like it and uh he the things that he says on twitter is just so cringy 
Uh, one thing that he did mention, uh, I think yesterday, was that uh, Biden is uh, Castro's puppet. And the things that is like, oh, <laughs> Castro's dead. How is yeah. he? Your- well, ah. the, 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 the Castro family is alive, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's stupid. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like when people date, start dating an a-hole thinking, oh, I can change him. And then during the relationship, they're still an a-hole. You're like, <clears> that's, <throat> you knew what you got yourself into. Same thing mm-hmm. with Trump. Like, oh, I can't believe he's saying that stuff on Twitter. So presidential. Did you see his Twitter before he became president? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and, and that's one thing I will give him credit for is he, as as dumb as people think he is, he is so media savvy. Like, mm-hmm. even if he is on the losing side of an argument, he will tweet the dumbest things and the news will focus on his on his responses or his comments rather than to give attention to the other side, which mm-hmm. to Trump, that is still a win because then the other person doesn't get their voice heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so so enough about Trump. Biden. Talk about Biden. <laughs> yeah. Um, certain times, I like the guy. He's, he's the guy that it seems like, you know, uh, everybody's old grandpa, you know, something, both of, someone bo- that... Both of know, these guys are memes. Both of these yeah. guys are memes in their own right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, looking at the cabinets, okay, just the people that would help whichever administration. Uh, I mm-hmm. like the administration uh, of uh, the candidates that people are talking about that are going to mm-hmm. be in his cabinet. And I like a lot of the people that are listed. Um, one person that comes to mind would always be Andrew Yang. Like, he's my type of guy yeah. that I would Yang, rather yeah, have yeah, as president. The Yang guy. Yeah. That's me. Um, so I'm happy for that. Uh, let's talk about Camille Harris as vice president. She's a California person. Have you heard her do anything in California that benefited you as a person? No. And that's the thing though. It's she, she talks a lot about representation, about, uh, supporting minorities, about supporting women. Um, but I mean, I have not seen anything like she's done directly um mm-hmm. and that could just be my poor research but like that's and, and and this goes across all party lines like it's the the democrats talk about supporting minorities supporting this supporting that stand by uh women but there's no substance to it mm-hmm. and that's what kind of what throws me off um and and it's See, just for, weird for, seeing these people yeah go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, no, so just, you know, watching the vice presidential debate, uh, for me, if, if she, it, she, she was she, just waiting for Trump to fight. hang himself or not Trump, yeah. uh, Pence to, to hang himself. Yeah. But she, she actually put up a fight and, you know, yeah. uh, when you watch these type of debates, you need to have, you know, fire. And I think her, she, her lawyer side came out hard. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Excuse me, Mr. Vice President. I'm speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she's fierce so i think that's yeah. the thing that i i do like about her uh that mm-hmm. she does know what she's talking about and you know yeah. uh, a lot of the times during the debate it does show that she does have that fierceness to to be able to help uh the president run the country if biden mm-hmm. becomes president so like i said before that's the reason why i like the people that are going to be in the biden administration uh, mm-hmm. They're going to steer our our economy in the, the right direction. Uh, not saying that Trump isn't doing that. Um, it's just that I just want this whole pandemic thing to just go away. I know that 
the Democrats would do a better job. Just saying. So, yeah. And, and yeah, I can't argue that one. So mm-hmm. that's the thing, though. So in the beginning, Trump handled this. Trump handled the pandemic so well. He he shut down travel. He was quick to react. He was quarantining people as they came into the United States and this is something that the left was criticizing for, saying that it was racist that he was uh, shutting down, shutting down a um, air travel to an or travel to and from uh, an Asian country, uh, and it was you know that he was essentially imprisoning citizens or American citizens when they came back, and then you know skip four months later and they're criticizing for not doing more, which I'm like you guys were already fighting him on the stuff he did at the beginning. Then all Trump's ego came through and uh, he instead of, you know, continuing the right path, his ego took over and he just he argued more about, you know, he started arguing with medical physicians. He started arguing with Fauci, uh, who was, uh, you know, the the, the person he he was toting the the, the beginning of this pandemic so hard. Um, And after that, I'm like, you know what, this he cares more about his ego than he does about the about taking care of people at this point. Um, but yeah, like those first couple of weeks, like that was very, it, it was a, it was a lighter version of what we saw after 9-11 about, you saw all these companies coming together, all these groups coming together to, you know, Walmart giving up their parking lots for testing, uh, these other companies switching their manufacturing for respirators or ventilators. Um, all of these, uh, pharmaceutical companies, um, you know, pumping out in production, not just for testing and trying to find a vaccine, but other uh, medical medical devices and medicines that could help with uh, the symptoms and uh, help you with patients in the hospitals. It's and then yeah, it just it, he handed over the reins to Pence instead of continuing to the being the leader, and uh, everything went terribly, terribly wrong, and it's been going wrong ever since. Yeah, and I think the only reason why is because uh, for me, I think it got out of hand for him, and he didn't want to take the blame. Yep. Um, seriously, All I, I do think that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though a lot of people did say that he was quick to action, I still think that he was a little uh, set back. Um, he he said it was fake. Uh, he said it's never going to come to the U.S. Um, but the thing is that I felt like... Um, oh, when he was he talking did, out of his ass so much. <laughs> yeah. W- when he did say that, you know, he he shut down, you know, the U.S. for like two weeks... For Uh those two weeks, certain states did a good job. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mainly uh, New York did a very good job. They they had the the biggest spike out of everyone at the very beginning, uh, besides Mm -hmm. uh, Washington State. Uh, But they knew what they had to do. And the thing is that the stupid thing that I think Trump didn't do correctly was when he called for a state of emergency for those two weeks, he needed to implement it into all the states under yep, control across the board. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, across the board under control but, of the government. But but the thing was you can't, you, you can't forget though people's reactions at the time though. Everybody was freaking scared of martial law. Even the like the Nancy Pelosi was saying that she was not she would not um, allow Trump to um, to implement martial law uh, even at the state level. They wouldn't. There were people were fearing it. There was a time where uh, people saw the National Guard trucks at Avon's in Huntington Beach and people were taking pictures of it saying, crap, the, the state is getting ready to to implement martial law, blah, blah, blah. 
this is probably like the first month of the of the pandemic that that the shutdown happened. So okay. like regardless of what way we went on this one, yeah, I agree though. We we should have gone harder on the stop. I I, I think if we yeah, shut down, the thing is that for example, like um, he brought it down to the government of each state to figure out if what they want to do with the the whole lockdown. And I think that's the thing that totally messed everything up. Example, yeah. great example would be New York. The governor stuck stuck to his word by shutting everything down, not not letting anyone go anywhere. And it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, how come other states didn't do that? I mean, so Florida, so, okay, so the here, numbers kept rising. Oh, and the governor was in such denial. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was, he is so stupid. And the thing is that he's 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 under uh, he's under Trump's uh, man. We're getting so political this episode. But also, doesn't Florida have an open like the, like the world's biggest like strip club or whatever that's open right now? Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. in South Florida or whatever, but it's like the, it's like an old Costco that got converted <laughs> into a strip club and it's open. Yeah, so you know that's the thing about uh, uh, Florida is it's a Trump state, so anything yeah. that gets done here is because of Trump. Um, and (laughs) during the pandemic, the first two weeks while everything is being shut down, what is he doing? He's playing golf at one of his, uh, golf places here in Florida. And, uh, he didn't shut down the the golf courses because he wanted to play golf. So, I mean, where's the social distancing in that? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Uh, well, okay. So again, I, I agree though. If, if, cause I was telling my girlfriend, like if everything shut down for say, two weeks minimum but three weeks solid like everything like nobody can leave everybody can like had to stay in place um the national guard was you know so, so keeping people supplied giving you know stuff like that yeah, the thing is that so you nobody know, had to leave their we home we had that we had that uh that funding from the government you know giving mm-hmm. that uh, um what is that term called uh the something package uh stimulus package yeah stimulus package you know people uh-huh. were funded for those two weeks and the thing is that if yeah. you're hungry, there's food banks that were, were willing to give out food, whoever needs food, you know? So right. a lot of people were like, oh, we're going to go hungry. Oh, uh, we're not going to get paid. Yes, the government so, gave money for those two weeks. Could have stayed home. It, no, no, but here, so it here's, just so here's what I'm saying. So, better. Well, here, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if we shut down for, say, three weeks, like, completely, and then we didn't, people didn't need to leave their houses... Uh, there's no way the virus could have spread. We could have stopped it because whoever had it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to spread it, and that'd been done. And then we would we would have kept our travel closed, um, or you know, put in some quarantines in place uh, or some restrictions in place for people that did end up traveling. But because each state was hit was hit differently, I also see the side of how allowing each state to handle things on their own. The backside of that was it was kind of like a bunch of toddlers saying. Well, he gets to do that. Why can't we? So that's, yeah, that's it was America. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, enough politics. Uh, well, I'm sure everybody, by the time this episode comes out, everybody's going to be burned out and not want to hear more about politics. So uh, ready yeah. to get the show started? <laughs> Let's get going. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, first headline is actually you, Anton. What's going on? Okay. So uh, Elon pushed out a full self-driving beta to a lot of the safe drivers out there. And uh, it's been getting a lot of buzz. 
this is a total rewrite on the whole system that was implemented before. Uh, the self-driving, a lot of people that were familiar with in the past has been tossed. So this is a mm-hmm. fully brand new autonomous uh, driving software. And this is what uh, Elon has been talking about for the past couple of months. He said, you know, this is going to change the way that uh, people drive, um, well, self-driving. And uh, mm-hmm. he's been trying it out for months. And he said, this is it. This is what's going to be available for these cars. So mm-hmm. um, the for, for the people that hasn't upgraded to the full, uh, full self-driving, it's $8,000. Um, but since last Thursday, they raised the price to $10,000. So that's $2,000 more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was going to pull the trigger, but I didn't. Because I did see some videos that a lot of people didn't really talk about. Uh, there's a couple of videos where, um, you know, if, if if there's construction going on, the car does not know what to do. So that's the thing that I'm really worried about because in Orlando here, we have very, very heavy construction going on, uh, especially on the freeway. Um, I remember you came last time, there was construction on the freeway and it's already bad. It's still not done yet. I don't think they're going to be done for a while. So uh, with that being said, uh, I highly recommend whoever hears about good news about this they should watch videos that that you know people are not talking about mm-hmm. because that that's kind of like something that you know isn't in the buzz right now but should be talked about also too so i would hold off on anything right now because once this come once this rolls out like as a uh non-beta uh i'm i, I might be a little worried yeah it's <sighs> It's something that that I think sensors can only do so much. Um, They need to start integrating um, kind of other driver data. So not necessarily Tesla, but if you start seeing kind of like Google Maps or like or any any map app where they start seeing certain traffic trends, but more granular to um, you start seeing only certain lanes being used. So that indicates some lanes being closed or something in, on the on the highway um, that the car needs to be aware of or driver at slower speed around that area. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm for the future of self-driving cars, but this transition period is, yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> it's, a yeah. little, it's a little scary. Can you imagine like if there's like a spaghetti junction where like, uh, let's say there's like a, a crazy... Um, 10 lane thing that you have to like you know merge through like this lane goes to here this lane goes to here this lane goes on the ramp you know like all in one area spaghetti junction Mm -hmm. is what they call it in atlanta if that is how does it manage that you know how how do we really gonna calculate and go in the right direction that's something that i'm really curious about seeing Mm -hmm. because i don't know if that would work or not because uh it, it gets confusing Let's say like you go in the middle of the lane, right? And when you when you go cross in the cross section, there's no line sometimes. Mm-hmm. So how, how does the car know that it's well, going I think in the right even, direction? Well, even in the well, the beta did. I think the beta said that it it works when lines and weather are clear or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see then. Yeah, no no rule rule road driving. That was hard to say. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, let's move on to some Tom Holland news. <laughs> Actually, hold yeah. on before we before we go to Tom Holland. Uh, I'm getting messages from my friends in our group chat. They're kind of freaking out because uh, 
Apparently stockpiling is happening again, both because of the election and because of COVID cases going back up. Mm-hmm. So we're back to spring. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid people. All right. Uh, so Tom Holland news. Uh, Tom Holland posted a video what, a week ago, a little over a week ago of mm-hmm. him arriving in Atlanta, uh, right on the, right on the runway for the, for the jet, um, saying they're about to start shooting Spider-Man three. No, 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 no. You, you gotta do what he did. Well, we just landed in Atlanta. Hey, we're shooting Spider-Man. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which makes sense. Cause, uh, cause the week before that he posted, um, a, a first, first shot or first look of his, yeah, uh, look. uh yeah, of him as uh, Nathan and the Uncharted movie coming out soon. And then they announced that Uncharted has finished filming. So it makes sense that they finished filming and now he's available for Spider-Man 3. Um, mm-hmm. This guy gets no breaks. Yeah, he looks good in the movie. Um, he looks like Nathan Drake. So, yeah, kind of excited. Yeah. Now that everybody's like, holy crap, they, they know the look. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Yeah, we have no idea what the story is yet, huh? It's just like, like a, a origin story. Uh, I think it's probably going to be the uh, the first of the series, so I think yeah, they're so, going to go in order. Okay. All right. Uh, next some well, technically some Disney news here. Uh, Buena Vista Street. Uh, for those that know, that is the uh the main street in Disney's California Adventure here in Anaheim. Uh. They are going to be opening that street up and making it part of downtown Disney to allow more shopping and apparently more food places to to eat at. Um, if you're visiting downtown Disney, which I'm trying to think what restaurants are in in Buena Vista Street. I'm trying <laughs> like I know there's more shopping like a well to reference your son, Elias and company. Um, <laughs> but like I'm trying. Uh, so unless it's Buena Vista Street, like all the way down to like where the 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 Carthy winery circle. yeah like a little further mm-hmm. a little further down where the winery is um i don't know but that that actually starts this month so uh i'm assuming so if things go well enter? with this <laughs> where do you enter hmm. where does the uh entrance of the park start you know through downtown i'm saying through down you, you cut through like the, the normal downtown uh disney entrance and then yeah, i think they probably just got rid of the, the turnstiles or something just kind of made it one That's big so uh opening weird I, I i'd like to see that yeah, I would say yeah, I would say I would look up videos because I would go, but um, yeah, I'm yeah. still too paranoid. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm assuming if this goes well, mm-hmm. I'm 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 anticipating Main Street being open uh, for more shopping and uh, eating places. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'm like the Christmas at Disney is one of the major decorations, which is alongside uh, the Halloween at Disney. So if they're putting money to decorating and that's something people go to Disney to see, it's like the lights and stuff like that. Um, I can see them opening up Main Street as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. Uh, I'd like to see that work. Uh, that's kind of so weird, though. Like, I, I wouldn't see Disney the same way again um, with, with all that opening up. All right. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to other Disney news. Uh, we got uh, Moon Knight, uh, which is a Marvel movie. Um, what do we got? So uh, I thought it was a still rumor because I, or not rumor, but, uh, Oscar Isaac was in talks, uh, to star in Moon Knight, uh, the series mm-hmm. for Disney plus, but you're saying it's no longer a rumor. Yeah. I think it's confirmed that he's, uh, he's going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, our friend Lupe, she's, uh, she's skeptical cause she said, I'm, I'm not really familiar with Moon Knight, uh, Moon Knight. 
this is kind of the 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 B side of the MC of the Marvel uh, <laughs> diss track that I am not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. I don't know. So her her perspective is that he still he doesn't have the bright body type. Um, and that uh, who was it? Not Shia. No, uh, Ke- she's her or somebody said that Keanu would be a better a better fit for Moon Knight. And I'm like, Keanu can't do everything. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and we'll talk about Keanu in a bit. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see Moon Knight happen. Uh, a lot there's a lot of fan base for Moon Knight itself. Um, a lot of people who are big fans of getting into comics, um, they start with Moon Knight because a lot of people recommend uh, easing into the comic world with Moon Knight. So kind of exciting to see that because everybody's been raving about that as uh, a starter for everyone who's getting into it. Um, but anyways, what's going on with Tomb Raider, dude? So what did you think of the first Tomb Raider with uh, yeah, Alicia Vikander? Me too. Yeah, it, it was one of the. I think the what it was we said that was the first movie or second movie that we said that was was breaking the the video game curse. I can't remember if it came mm-hmm. before or after Detective Pikachu. Um, I think it was before. Before, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like it was on the right it was on the right trend. She actually had that athletic build, um, and I was looking forward to Tomb Raider two. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it looks like Tomb Raider two has been pulled from MGM's release calendar. Um, there's no filming dates, no production dates. So reading between the lines, the film has been delayed indefinitely, at least until we hear otherwise from MGM that's either canceled or they're resuming filming at another date. I'm going to tell you what, I think it's probably because MGM doesn't have any money and the only money that they do have is waiting for Bond to come out to have more funding to to do Tomb Raider 2. Bond 25? Yeah. So I think that's what they're <sighs> Yeah, so pretty much until until bomb uh, bomb until bond is either a success or a bomb, mm-hmm. they'll know if they have enough money to invest in Tomb Raider two. Yes. Um. Yeah. Damn it, damn it, Alicia. Why'd you why'd you win me over and then and then uh then deny us the <laughs> second one like that? Yeah. All right. Uh, some static shock news. So was it three episodes ago? Four episodes ago? It's hard to tell at this point. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about static shock being announced. Um as another DC movie. And to keep those gears moving, uh, it WB announced, or whoever owns WB at this point, uh, announced that they have attached a producer to it. And, oh, sorry. I actually closed out the, the news article I was reading. Uh, guess who they attached as a producer for Static Shock? Who? Michael B. Jordan. Oh, nice. Is it? I don't know what stuff he's produced. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but uh, I, I like him as an actor. Um, uh, is he going to be in the movie too? Uh, he nothing. probably is. He's producing it. I, I'm sure he'll try to put himself into it somehow. Maybe yeah. he'll try to make himself a, a future static. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a time traveling one. He'll he'll be a future static. Um, yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. DC just announced that uh, I believe October 20th. So uh, hmm. that's I mean it's good news saying showing that it's it's being it's moving along, but. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that means for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so more news here, or more speculation, I say. Uh, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, there's been some casting for Doctor Strange 2 announced. Uh, damn it. I, and I, I, I know this name, but only as a nickname. So per, forgive me if I say the full name wrong. Uh, Sochil Gomez uh, has joined Benedict Cumberbatch for Strange 
Doctor Strange 2. Uh, people are, even though they haven't announced what role she'll be playing, people are speculating that uh, she is going to be, um, what's her name? Uh, America Chavez uh, from mm. the MCU. So they're mm-hmm. thinking like that, they're, they're planting the seed for an America Chavez, uh, either origin story or solo movie or something, introducing the character into the MCU. Um, I think the previous uh, director for um, direct Doctor Strange, he w- mm-hmm. he was signed onto the second one, and then I guess he stepped out. Wasn't it a script so, thing? Uh, he, I guess he so. didn't feel he could do it justice or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Which hmm. I mean, I, 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 I like the I, way that he directed the first one. The first one was great. Oh my god, the first the the trailer scared me for the first one because I had no idea like if I could handle it. I mean, the movie itself was good. <laughs> But yeah, the trailer's yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, I'm gonna get so dizzy watching this movie. <laughs> it's so trippy, yeah. I mean, great visual effects. I I don't know how people, how directors or like visual effects people like give any direction when there's so much movement in multiple dimensions going on there. I, I think the director just goes, hmm. All right, for you guys who are doing CG, just make it look so trippy where like people will go like, whoa, you know, like, okay. <laughs> We got it. Okay. <laughs> Can you make that look more glass-like? More shattery? More shattery, sir? More shattery. <laughs> <laughs> like it can cut you just by watching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. So enough of Doctor Strange 2. Uh, we do know that Doctor Strange will be in Spider-Man 3. Uh, which is kind of very, very interesting to see. Uh, we don't know what he would do in the whole Spider-Man three, but I would did like we, to see. Did we talk yes. about the sinister? Oh no, we did it. No, we okay. So here's the thing that happened. Okay. So we right, talked right. about it, right? Yes. And then um, I think like the following week, I saw an article by either Slash Film or by IGN or something. They they mentioned uh, a Sinister Six like like a, a connection or, or theory and i was like this isn't this old news and i'm like oh, no they're freaking the, we, we said it first <laughs> <laughs> that was our prediction mm-hmm. yeah because i mean there's uh, morbius um and uh, some other there's morbius shocker uh there's already a vulture um there's mysterio mysterio there's yeah the, the the core there scorpion is there the core group is there to do something. Um, mm-hmm. There's rumors about uh, how Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield uh, in talks. Although, oh, that's another thing too. Sony says, uh, Sony said that they are, they are not confirming those rumors. And I'm like, well, they're not, not confirming them. <laughs> <laughs> they're not denying it them. Cool, like I, I told you last episode, right? Wouldn't it be cool if they gave Tom Holland to the Marvel studios and then they can continue with the other Spider-Mans that they have. They yeah. can continue with Tobey Maguire the if they wanted to. In its own universe, and also, uh, you know, uh, Mark Mark Webb can come back to direct the Andrew Garfield ones. You know, so that'd be kind of cool. We get a bunch of Spider Man movies. Also, a director that has the name Webb directing the Spider Man movie—that's just you can't make that stuff up. <laughs> yeah. All right, Anton, what's going on in the world of video games here? Okay, so Cyberpunk uh, is supposed to be coming out this month uh, in November, mm-hmm. but last week we got news saying that it is delayed again, uh, <laughs> and this is probably like the fifth time delaying this game, and it, it's crazy with the span in uh, just like four months they delayed it 
three times. Um, but uh, th this time they said, please wait. It's totally worth it. This is probably going to blow your mind. So just be patient. So we're looking at, uh, I think, um, towards the December holidays. Um, and uh, is yeah, it? I thought, I, thought were... that, I thought they didn't put a date to it yet. December. <clears throat> okay. Should be um, December. Yeah. So it's, there's like some memes going around. <clears throat> well, not memes, but just making fun of um, the the game company because they, they tweeted out on the official uh uh, cyberpunk Twitter page saying no more delays. This is the date right here. And it's like a beginning of October or no, uh, like September and then, uh, October, mid October, they get put another one. Do you think anybody would notice if we delete this tweet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let me get the actual date here, but they said in the meantime, there's a lot of like, um, really cool stories to, to watch. Uh, yeah. So they said, uh, 21 days, can make uh, any difference in such a massive uh, and complex game, but they really do. So 21 days uh, since the actual date. So yeah, we're looking at December. Yeah. Um, uh, December 10th right here. Yep. Yeah. December I, I 10th heard it's the new, new date. I heard it had to do with compatibility with the new, the new console or something like that. I don't know what it was, but mm -hmm. um, definitely some last minute un unforeseen changes that they had to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some people are like, <sighs> Cyberpunk 2077. That's probably when it comes out. <laughs> At this point, just wait. Just just slap on a 21 instead of a 20 to the original yeah. release date. Because wasn't supposed to come out like February 2021 or 2020? Yeah. And yeah. then it got pushed to spring and then summer and then fall. Was, you're getting this game, right? Are, are you getting this game? I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, right. I figured by this point, whatever. Um, let's, let's move on to streaming. <laughs> okay, let's move on to streaming. All right, that's on. Um, so streaming news, very, very to the point here. Uh, streaming service, Netflix, uh, is raising up their plans again. Uh, their subscription costs for plans again. Uh, so they're keeping their basic plan, which is standard one... Uh, you can log into one device stay, that's staying at $90 per month. The standard plan, which I think allows up to three devices, um, but still standard definition is going up by a dollar. So now that's going to go from $13 to $14 <clears throat> and the premium plan 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 that uh, includes HD uh, streaming is getting uh, $2 added to it. So it's going up to $18. So it looks like they need a little bit more money to fund some of their stuff. Yeah. So we have, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some of the stuff they're getting. Um, but the other thing too, that I, I just heard about was that they added the Chappelle series to Netflix, the Chappelle show series. Uh, as you remember me and me and our friend Carlos would, uh, uh, always quote the Chappelle show every week in high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I can remember. Did you watch the show or not? Yeah, I watched every episode. I'm a big fan. Uh, what What was your what, What's a sketch that you wish you can show somebody? Like, when they ask what the Chappelle show is about, what sketch would you pull up for them? See, the the one that I always go back to is the internet one. That's my favorite one. Uh, it's the one where he goes to imagine like the internet. Oh, if it the, was ad, in real the life. ads at the mall. Yeah. It, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, hey buddy. that one. Hey buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey buddy. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. You want to see some fats. goats? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, no, for hey, me, free music uh, over here. And you see people like just rushing <laughs> in, stealing music, MP3s. I know. That, yeah, that wasn't the premise in that the internet is a scary place if it was a real thing. Um, yeah. the the two for me that I, that stand out is uh, Black Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, that well, actually, there's three. So yeah, Black Bush. That was my favorite one. Um, because mm-hmm. so I I quote I quote that that skit so many times. Uh, sometimes out of context. Uh, oil. Why you cooking, bitch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one is uh, uh, the prince that was name um, oh, crap. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Eddie, Mur- uh, Eddie Murphy's brother, um, yeah, Charlie yeah, Murphy. Charlie Murphy's my- true yes, stories. Yes. Uh, yeah, we talked about meeting prince. Um, in mm-hmm. <laughs> the 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 skins versus blouses. Um, and then the third one that i love is uh the the black white supremacists yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i have another one that's my favorite too is um well it's spelled differently so it's okay for me to say the niggers oh the the yeah the yeah the family family, yeah the family yeah the white family and everybody (laughs) didn't know how to say it yeah yeah so Uh, i I like that one because it's so like so bad but it's so funny and it's okay because yeah. it's on tv <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it met a uh, what's it called standards and oh, for what it was pretty yeah pretty much like the fcc regulations kind of stuff yeah, yeah um yeah so that that's one thing that they're that netflix is probably gonna say that costs us a pretty penny because i can't think of a streaming service outside of outside of a uh, comedy central that would have had it or has had it mm-hmm. um yeah i don't so think the I've next seen anything that has uh, a lot of the Oh, Hulu has South Park, but yeah. I, I think that was pretty much it, huh? That's yeah, I think that's a contractual thing. Um, and the other thing that Netflix is probably gonna ask for more money besides the second season of uh, The Witcher is that they just announced that they're working on an Assassin's Creed series. Um, Dude, I am so excited for Assassin's Creed. So Assassin's I am Creed. A big fan. Yeah. Assassin's Creed is one of those games that I tried. I actually have some of the ones on my Xbox because of the they have like the deals of gold. They gave free copies uh, for some mm-hmm. of their some of the iterations. Um, it's one of the games that I can't get into just to make. I, I think I, I need somebody to walk me through the mechanics of the game. But the premise I love the fact that there is yeah, an order the of storyline is so freaking rich. Yes. So like, like it's it's ugh. for those that don't know and Anton correct me if I get this wrong. It's an order of assassins that throughout history have uh, made key assassinations to direct the course of human history. Right. Yes. Miss anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, too, is uh, for the games, you are a descendant of your previous self. So mm-hmm. if you were in the Renaissance and now you are in the French Rev- uh, um, French Revolution, you are direct it's descendant. A bloodline. A, there you go. Bloodline. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the story is just so good. I'm like, I'm, I heard TV series. I'm like, I'm down. I I can't mm-hmm. play the games. I haven't finished one of the games, but I'm so down for a TV series around this. Um, I I wonder the who they're gonna cast. Is so freaking rich in this uh, this series. Like, I wish, I wish there was like a book that goes through every single detail of the whole storyline because like there are times where you play the video game and it still doesn't give you the answers that you want. And I feel that's the thing that you, the, the first game that I played, which is the first one, um, mm-hmm. in order to get 
the whole lore of the game, you have to complete the game 100%. Every and little that thing that you have to do the egg. same tedious task over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, that kind of pisses me off because it's it, it takes too long. Uh, yeah. It's over like 40 hours of play. Um, but I think that's the one thing that they, they learn from, from that game is not to do the same task over and over again to make people bored. Um, but you know, even playing like the second one or the third one and then so on, uh, it's just so much time. Like <laughs> I want something to dumb it down for me so I can just enjoy the story. Well, <clears throat> and this is what I love about this. Cause it, it's, it's a show that kind of lends itself to the same, Ooh, what's a show that does it really well? Um, I, I guess kind of Doctor Who recasting. Because mm-hmm. um, you can you can have a season that takes place in that I, I get the Renaissance, whatever, like it, mm-hmm. uh, the medieval times, whatever. And then the second season can have a huge time jump and you can keep the same main character, the same, the same guy, whatever, playing his descendant. Mm-hmm. And then recast the entire thing in a different time in a different world, like part of the world, and just do a second season in that time area, at time era, mm-hmm. and just kind of like every season can do a time jump, and it works in this canon. Yeah. So the the most recent games, I feel like those uh, new ones is mm-hmm. kind of like Westworld because there are so many rich storylines. Uh, that takes place in different times. Mm-hmm. But um, in the modern world, people are experiencing these uh, stories um, through some type of VR thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole premise is about. Like this one company is an entertainment company and it's digging through other people's ancestors uh, DNA to enrich people's uh, with uh, entertainment. But there is this big thing that's happening in the background, which is secrets of mm-hmm. something like that's the mystery is what what are these people protecting? Mm-hmm. That's the main premise of the whole thing is why are they why are they killing these people? What is the purpose of that? And yeah, while all that's going on, there's the other stuff that's going on, which is like, oh, cool technology stuff. Oh, futuristic entertainment. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool lore. But the main thing is what's the mystery that's the thing yeah i think that's so, really cool about this series yeah so there's no announcement about when it's going to come out what the target date is here um it was literally just a, a teaser from netflix talking about how ubisoft is working with them and um it's just the assassin's creed logo kind of worked the assassin's creed logo and the netflix uh and kind of work together to pop up and yeah. out of darkness um, I just right, hope that so, they do it as fast as they did for uh, The Witcher, because The Witcher came up pretty fast. It, I think they only took like two years to make it. They already had the scripts and everything already. So okay, so uh, something I, I something that makes makes me want to watch The Witcher even more is uh, Henry Cavill did uh, a walkthrough of one fight scene, and he was just kind of talking through the 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 choreography that went through this one one long cut scene, uh, like uncut scene of him fighting with a with his sword, and how careful they had to be, and at certain points he would like talk about how. Uh, you know some of the bloopers he did um or he would say like he would he would reveal like there's a part where uh he swung his sword the wrong way but the stunt person was so good they kind of countered it and they kept it in there 
Um, you know, he's like, he's all, that could have gone really bad, but it came out so good. <laughs> uh, like, so like really that cool. kind of, yeah. So like that kind of detail, that kind of like, like hard work and, and, and kind of like, um, uh, daredevil was for the Netflix series. Those like long single shot frames like that, like that's what you watch the show for. So mm-hmm. that kind of fight choreography, that kind of detail and, and, uh, coordination that goes into it. I'm like, that's why I want to see mm-hmm. this. Yeah. It's funny because uh, the the guy that plays uh, the bard, uh, he said that uh, Henry Cavill is a very lazy actor. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of times where there's a lot of stuff in the script that he just skips all the dialogue and just goes, or just swings his sword or does something <laughs> instead. He's like, you know, what? instead of saying stuff, I think it's, you know, uh, action speaks more than words. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't think I, I don't think I mentioned this. So as, as I'm reading through the uh, the first uh, Witcher book, um, I kind of I've been inconsistent because of my sleep patterns been kind of off. Um, there was one story. It, it, the first one is uh, I'll take a step back. The first book is a is a collection of different adventures he's had. Like each chapter is uh, it's its own adventure, standalone standalone story for him. Yeah, there was one that was flat out uh, Beauty and the Beast, like enchanted cat, enchanted mansion, guy turned into a beast. Uh, his his house or his mansion did everything for him. It's the the <laughs> the, the person that the, there was a poor farmer that that sold his his daughter to him. So I'm like, Disney should really sue. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like very like few things like even and it's funny because like the the voice uh that, that i kind of had in my head as i was reading the dialogue from the from the from the beast um was okay. so beauty the way beast describe- takes place in france right the, the french culture right yeah so i'm kind of curious if if no no because this is like Norway i think the witcher is german right it's like German or Norway, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um. So maybe it stems off from the same folklore. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought that was funny though. I'm like, this is <laughs> even the way they described they described his growl. They said it was like a it was a combination of like of a of a stag and and a pig squealing when he when he roared or whatever. Uh. He had the paws of a lion, but the body of a bear. So stuff like that. I'm like beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, that's on. Um, let's get into Poland. the fun part. Poland. Poland. He's Polish. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the fun thing that one of the one of the other things we we decided to hold off recording uh, an extra couple days. The Mandalorian season two episode one. Uh, spoiler warning. Oh yeah, there's a lot of spoilers in this. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was trying to think about like there's no way we can talk about this. I'm going to spoil. All right, so if you want to avoid spoiler spoilers, skip ahead. Uh, where do we at right now? Skip ahead five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five All minutes. Right, five sure. minutes. Three, two, one. You shouldn't be listening anymore. All right, Anton. <laughs> Where do you want to start off with this one? A great episode to start with. Um, holy crap! This is uh, this is what I wanted uh, as a start for the series. Um, I thought this episode is very fun to watch. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in one episode. Uh, we got to see some, uh, a new character. Um, we also got to see a planet that we're uh, familiar with, which is uh, Tatooine. Uh, I was expecting to see someone familiar, like someone really familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't get to see that until the very end. But we'll talk about that in a bit. 
Um, but I'm really happy that we got some uh, new actors in here that I really appreciate. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tol- um, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, he's from a lot of uh, other series. Um, I always known him uh, as the guy that's in um, The Girl Next Door, the douchey oh, guy. Oh, no. For me, the first time I saw him or like the role I recognize him more is uh, he did a one episode role on The League. Where he played oh, a yeah. he played a sushi bro. He was <laughs> he was a sushi chef that was uh that was from uh Omaha, uh, and mm-hmm. he studied sushi in Japan. He studied sushi making in Japan. Is it Omaha? <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska? Yeah, Omaha? yeah as I said, bro. That's exactly what I said. Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of cool to see him in this. Uh, yeah, kind of exciting to see that though. Yeah, yeah, so they saying? no, I I love this episode. I I think that they they did a great job of kicking us off with a big a big uh 50, 50 minute episode, 50 plus minute episode. Mm-hmm. Uh you can really tell they put more money into the show uh cuz I feel yeah. that it took the first season a little bit longer to give us a big battle or like something that th- to this scale. Um Baby Yoda, adorable as always. Uh you can tell Baby Yoda's gotten really used to being in the line of danger, thanks to Mando. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it, okay, so I'll I'll go right into the the Boba Fett stuff. So I got kind of scared when they first introduced Cob uh Cobb Vanth and they showed him in the Boba Fett armor because I'm like, that better not be Boba Fett. Because he the, the the armor does not fit him at all. There's no way that's yeah. him. He's um, such a skinny guy. Uh, it, the, <laughs> it looks like a Halloween costume. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does. Um, and and I think for the first time since uh, Attack of the Clones, we got to see the Boba Fett rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a great story. So the the story of the okay. So I'll get right into the meat of it. The the giant, uh, what's it called the the crate crate dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when crate they first intru- when they first introduced it, uh, I thought it was going to be uh, sand sharks. <laughs> just the way just the way yeah. the spikes were kind of like protruding from the surface, I thought it was going to be like sand sharks. Um, and turns out that we've seen the crate dragon before uh, in a Return New of the Jedi. Was it Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi of, because uh, they were feeding uh, uh, stuff to that thing. No, and you're I think thinking, that's where. No, okay, no, no. You're sorry. you're thinking of the of um. Oh my god, I'm blanking on it. If you didn't say it, so you know that's a different monster. No, uh, we saw this in a New Hope. Um, it was when uh, C3PO and R2D2 first arrive on uh, on the planet where to find Luke or where well, they find Luke. Um, and there is a giant skeleton in the sand, and it mm. is a it is supposed to be one of the crate dragons. Um, mm. Freaking a uh, Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit. That's what you're thinking about. That's the monster you're thinking of, Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, because that, that that was during like a, a slave Leia and stuff with the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, job of the hut. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah no the the Sarlacc is a different different beast altogether. I don't think that one moves. I think it stands still. Mm-hmm. Um, so several okay. So as much as I liked the fight scene, uh, I found so many plot holes here. <laughs> uh, First of all, um, I, I'm confused. I'm confused that they tried to give the sand people more dimension that we've seen through than we've seen in the prequels or in the original trilogy. Uh, I mean, really, all we knew about them was that they were um, they were a holes for uh, kidnapping Luke or for like bopping uh, trying to trying to kidnap a 
R2D2. Um, mm-hmm. and then he has to be rescued by uh Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, we know that uh, Anakin slayed the crap out of a village of these, but we don't really, we haven't really been like inch, like we haven't really been on the ground with these guys. Um, so it it was nice to see them more as like a, a type of people, a group, a a, a community. Um, that being said, their look is still a bit weird to me. Like, do they have gun barrels for for goggles? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's I don't know, it's such a weird look for me. Um, and also even after they introduce them as, uh, you know, they get, they humanize them, so to speak, there's still no value to their life. A lot of sand people Mm -hmm. died this episode compared to very little villagers. (laughs) That's true. Um, but it seems like they are more willing to expend themselves as as a race. Are they? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you saw the first guy that died. It's like, oh he died instead of the animal died and then the second time it's it's another guy that's uh trying to sacrifice himself like it's yeah we're, yeah. we're watching this and i'm like i'll tell you about the he's not gonna make it is he she goes he's not gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> uh so i i think they're also kind of foreshadowing um there's gonna be something happen something bad's gonna happen to this town though because of the, the deal mm-hmm. they made they said like they're going to honor that they're not going to they're not going to fire any blasters at the people in this town uh, until one of the people in this town fires at them first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think something's going to go south there, especially if you're going to see mm-hmm. Cobb Vanth again um, anytime this season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, their plan was to gather a group of people from both the town and from the sand people uh, go to the Crate Dragon's lair and mm-hmm. blow it up. Here's the other part I had. So the plan was to lure it out using uh, Bantha, which those things are amazing. They're like giant, giant yaks or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And then once it's out, harpoon it with something that's no way they can they can do any have any effect on it uh, and apparently drag it out far enough so they can detonate some explosives on under its belly. Right. Mm -hmm. Weak spot. Mm-hmm. yeah the weak spot um i thought that was stupid because like i said the harpoons do nothing that really they just i think they just piss it off um it would be like you and me trying to stop a train by harpooning the train as it's going full speed and then us going oh crap we gotta grab these ropes quick anton grab the ropes <laughs> you have to understand <laughs> it's a common thing in star wars to harpoon things uh you'll find out when you go to uh star wars uh galaxy's edge uh-huh. And then go on one of the rides, you understand it a lot more. It's a common thing. Harpoon. They do it in Star Wars all the time. <laughs> Just harpoon. When in doubt, harpoon. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why the plan was never feed it the bantha that had all the explosives since they were already going to use a bantha as bait anyways uh-huh. um i feel like they could have <laughs> saved a lot of lives by just trying that first mm-hmm. uh well, I don't if they know. did that you wouldn't have anything to watch <laughs> i know but um yeah uh, uh, and going back to the budget of this of this show uh also you got to see both of them using their jetpacks mm-hmm. it was a little power rangery <laughs> but still good yeah still good <laughs> So uh, I felt like they did recycle the storyline a little bit, uh, kind of similar to the previous uh, season. They had a big monster that um, that our main character has to fight, but this time he has backup to fight. So yeah, um, but it, it's a good introduction into introducing some new characters and old characters and where the story is going in the season. So I mean, it, recycle, but also done in the right way. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about the very uh, big cameo at the very end. Um, we got Tamura Morrison back as mm-hmm. um, we don't know. He could be a clone. Uh, he could be Boba Fett, which they, a lot of people are speculating that it is. They have uh, him listed and, as Boba Fett on IMDb. However, mm-hmm. that could be misdirection. Yes, it yeah. is true. Um, but the thing is that, to my knowledge, because uh, I watch Rebels, I think around this age, that's what Bob, Boba Fett would look like. Because mm-hmm. the Warriors, uh, the Clone Warriors, have already... <laughs> In Rebels, they have belly fat, they have gray hair, and they look yeah. like old grandpas. So, because well, they, yeah, because they were genetically modified to to age faster, right, to speed up the production of the clones. True. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. yeah, and it's, and I don't know if it was the angle or I don't want to judge uh, Tamora uh, harshly, but it looks like he's been through shit. Uh, <laughs> like it, he, he almost looked like a like a burn victim a little bit um mm-hmm. so well they did feed him to the serolac like you said right so, so it could be the stomach acid uh-huh. or whatever yeah yeah uh i i don't know i i, I learned not to trust not to trust the star wars universe uh not yeah. to trust Anything disney in general happen. when it comes to to yeah when it comes to uh what you think you're being spoon-fed um, yeah. Did you watch? Uh, are, are you up to date with the cartoon series or anything? No, I haven't. I, I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, there's one um, thing that I want to talk to you about, but I, I don't know if you're going to watch it or not. We'll talk about it later because it's okay. such a big spoiler that's going to like ruin the way that you think about the Star Wars universe. So, uh, yeah, we'll continue that later on. Uh, oh, no, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't think that's ever mentioned ever again. So, so. I, okay, so, so if he is Boba Fett. The question is, what has he been doing since the armor? Like, how did he lose his armor? And why has he waited until now to kind of pop up? There's only what we learn is uh, there's only three three settlements or three cities on uh, Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Uh, two that we've constantly seen. It's uh, one is uh, Luke's hometown or home area, whatever home settlement. And the other is uh, the where we see the the cantina bar, mm-hmm. and then the, the third one, would, yeah. yeah. And the third one that this takes place in is uncharted, kind of a, it's too small to really be registered. Um, so um, unless he's just wandering through the desert aimlessly for no reason, what has he been doing, and why has he decided to show up now to try to reclaim his armor? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the only question that's kind of standing out to me, saying that that makes me question if he's actually Boba Fett, the real Boba Fett. You're very pensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, for me, I think, you know, the the whole age thing, it would make sense that it's Boba Fett. Um, yeah. But for me, there's no reasoning that uh, a clone trooper would look this young still. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's just so, my opinion. Yeah, so Attack of the Clones, uh, Anakin was in his late teens, early 20s. Um, then we skipped the original trilogy. This series this takes place right after, after uh, Rebels, Return of the Jedi. Uh, and also right after they, they they mentioned the second Death Star, so it happens right yeah. after uh, Force Awakens. Uh, no, no, after uh, um, Empire. Oh, not Empire. Uh, 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 Return of the Jedi. So the first one was the one that when Anakin blew up. The second one was the one that Luke blew up. 
Anakin blew it up. Anakin blew up the first one. Remember, he hijacked that shiny uh, uh, spaceship, the gold plate or whatever. And he kind of he went to the center of the Death Star and blew it up. Uh, and then the second one is when they're rebuilding it. And then that's the one that Luke built, blew up. So pretty much we're skipping, not skipping, but the time difference here is the original trilogy. So let's give it, what, 40 years? Mm-hmm. So Boba Fett should be in his like late fifties. That's okay, about right. Get the Star Wars timeline here, because you're not thinking of the uh, the Star Destroyer, right? Not Star Destroyer. The yeah, Star Destroyer, right? No, 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 Death Star. So, oh yeah, you're right. So Mandalorian takes place uh, right after uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep. So because they they okay. talked about it, they 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 talked about mm-hmm. it in the bar that they were all watching when the second Death Star blew up. Uh, and by the way. That that mining clan wasted zero mm-hmm. time. Like really, it's yeah. They just they just yeah, rolled yeah. right up. They're like, can you at least wait until the, mm-hmm. the 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 ships are back back home? The rebel ships are mm-hmm. back home before you start taking over. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's Boba Fett. There's there's no way that it would be it's any clone. other clones because they would die out during this time. Yeah, because the clones this were a probably long what, time since then. Yeah, because the clones were probably what in their 30s, like the mm-hmm. the age. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. 30s. So. They'd be like 80, 70, 80 around there. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a big, big, big gap from here until Force Awakens. Does it give so, does it give years? No. Or is it or is it just go landmarks or like events? Uh, let me show you what it looks like here. Okay. Uh, it's a big chart. It goes pretty far. If I can find it. So, uh, so I would need page. I would need uh, uh, legal legal size printing paper to print it out. <laughs> Uh, I'd say more like a wide poster. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, where are you sending it through? All right. There we go. Oh, there it is. In the general chat. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't give years. Age of resistance. That is a we huge like time difference between Mandalorian and, uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens in between because Ahsoka's story is still in there. Um, we got um, because uh, that is name? the from Webbles. Because that is a time frame that we lose. Uh, pretty much, we're we're missing Luke's middle middle age and part of his elderly age, where like mm-hmm. nothing happens and the the new the first order takes over. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how there's a place for Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah, there's lots of more stories here. Hopefully, the Mandalorian gives us more uh, more of an idea what's what's coming in that area. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, ready going to movies? Yeah, let's uh, go to movies and call it a day. Quite movie film. I think the title was supposed to be longer, but I guess uh, Amazon shortened it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have Have you seen it? I'm not a big Borat fan. I'm not even Borat, but like, okay. Um, oh, what's that? Shasha not, Bear, not Baron Corbin fans. Yeah, no, it's too cringy for me. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't watch it. And uh, um, Julie's um, sister in law's uh, fiance feels mm-hmm. the same way as you. So I mean, I don't blame you guys. <laughs> it, it is a very cringy film. Um, yeah. the first one was really, really cringy. Uh, this one, I'm going to have to tell you, it, it has a better premise and mm-hmm. the story actually makes sense. And there are times where you're like, wow, 
uh, you know, I can't believe that this is actually like uh, a, a decent storyline, even though it's over the top acting and, and, and comedy. Um, it's good. It's, it's actually a really yeah. good film. Yeah, this takes place during the pandemic, right? Like he filmed it in secret during the yeah, past what year? He filmed year? it in secret, and uh, coincidentally, the storyline of what this movie is about is about what's going on right now, uh, politically, mm-hmm. and also uh, about the pandemic too. So it's kind of cool that he was able to implement two of these things uh, together in the movie, and also make a storyline out of it. <clears throat> and uh, just, I don't know if this would encourage you to watch it or not, but the girl that plays his daughter in this movie, she mm-hmm. is so good. Um, I, if she wasn't nominated for an Oscar, I, I wouldn't know what to say. Like, she's that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've, so. I've heard good things about the the girl plays his daughter. Mo- mainly started hearing about her because of the scene with uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, mm-hmm. That's so disturbing. Um yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I think for this, I'm good with just the the highlights or like what people pull uh, from the uh, from this from the movie and talk about rather than me watching mm-hmm. it through. Um, I am impressed there that were, he was able. There to was f- a lot of moments where it's more storyline. Um, I don't know if you watch any of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen films, um, but the first Borat. I don't think there was any premise to it. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the only premise that they did have was, you know, um, <clears throat> he's just trying to show how weird America is uh, for uh, racial. Um, and I think this one is just trying to let us know, like, you know, uh, that there's more humanity in, in in the United States as well as, uh, you know, the good and bad things in politics. So mm-hmm. I think that's what this this whole movie is about. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I for me, I feel like, yeah, this movie should be seen by people um, because of the story. And also, um, I, yeah, like I, I watched it by myself and I thought about it like because the first one, I wouldn't recommend people to watch it if they didn't want to. But this one, I felt like it was more heart into it, you know, and seeing the interviews after after watching the movie uh, and how endearing Sasha was uh, trying to tell a story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I, it's weird. I don't know. It's it's very weird when I watch this film. It's it's different. Well, I think he saw the impact that the first Borat had, um, mm-hmm. both comedically and culturally. Um, and mm-hmm. he knew during the time of filming that he can really tell a story that you know, he, especially with the other projects he's done where he's gone undercover and disguise. Uh, he's gotten a lot of good reactions, a lot of good, uh, I guess, quotes, videos from it. Um, so for him to kind of really focus in on this Borat and try to, he, he knows he's able to do it. So it's just a matter of what does he want to get out of it? Um, everybody recognizes him now. So, uh, I think 75% of this movie was, uh, people his reacting daughter, to the street. Yeah. Yeah. Reacting to his daughter because the, the girl that plays his daughter, because yeah. uh, other times he would be under disguise. Yeah. Uh, under disguise. So if, well, because I mean, okay, so me. okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, it kind of reminds me of um, Tropic Thunder, uh, a, a dude playing another dude disguised as another disguised dude. Another dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what this is. It's it's Sasha Baron Cohen disguised as Borat playing 
another person who is a countryman, you know, something like that. Yeah, no, but I was gonna say though, it's it's impressive he was still able to film this come almost completely in secret because there was no rumors about Borat two being filmed. Uh, I mm-hmm. think the first inkling we got of Borat two was. Uh, was it like in late summer, September, where we, somebody shot a video of him in the pickup truck filming in L.A. in full <laughs> in full Borat gear? And everybody thought like, oh, yeah. he's starting to film an, another Borat movie. And then boom, a month later, we hear Borat 2 coming out. They're like, wait, when did he film this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's funny. I saw that clip of uh, the, the cops uh, pulling him over. And it's basically him just in a pickup truck with a trailer in the back. And on mm-hmm. top of the truck, like literally like where he's driving on top of the truck uh-huh. is uh, his daughter strapped on to the top of the, the the truck. And she's just sitting there just playing with her fingers while the cops were like looking at his ID and stuff. And then uh, one of the cops like he, he steps away and he's 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 talking to uh, his radio. He's like, ah, guys, I think we have Borat here. <laughs> uh, and are, are we being filmed right now? yeah it's funny um yeah it's so weird though like uh, even though the cops are like interviewing him and stuff there's nobody around there's no producers or anything like stopping what's going on so Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's being filmed or uh that's just what he's trying to do is he is the producer because sasha is the producer of the movie yeah he's a producer director of it uh the writer of it Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, through the practice of his other projects, he has gotten really good at hiding cameras, at hiding, uh, you know, and getting good angles, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think for the for the Giuliani one, uh, it wasn't even a hidden camera. It was a from what I from what I read was it was a camera hidden reflect sh- filming a reflection in a mirror. Yeah. So even it wasn't yes. even a straight shot of like a hidden camera. It was no. they they had to like really hide it. So even behind, because yeah. yeah. you know why, right? They had a uh, like a guy who used to work for like some type of police, like a military police or something like that, and he did a full sweep of the whole entire suite to make sure mm. that it's clean. Right. And the funny thing is, Sasha Baron Cohen, well, he he was in the closet inside of a box. Ah, and the yeah, the guy didn't even catch it. And uh, Sasha said that they had to like really make the box look believable that it was part of the room. Yeah, so that's crazy, you know, with all the the stuff that they have to go through in order to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. And Sasha also said that when Rudy Giuliani was in the room, uh, he was hiding in the box, but his phone was the only contact with the producers who are monitoring the the uh the cameras and mm-hmm. the funny thing was you know his phone that he had with him in the box was at two percent oh <laughs> yeah. there's no way you, can, you can't really sneak a charger in there without there, no, somebody no, seeing no, a no, cable no, going no. to a box yeah, yeah. oh that sucks so, yeah so uh, all right until- i think that's something that you know w- watching the interviews after you kind of appreciate you know the the steps that they had to 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 get into in order to to, to make this film and um yeah I think that's the thing that makes me appreciate the movie a lot more is because of the the, the heart and the effort that they put into this movie. But yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Even though Borat, Borat isn't or any of Shasta's movies aren't for me, 
I still appreciate the work and the prep that goes into these movies. Oh, like, yeah. or even even his even his commitment to playing the role. He, like, he almost got he almost got uh, beat up by um, by uh, Trump supporters. Like, and he, he didn't break character. Yeah, he, he didn't break character. But then he yeah. ran into his producer's trailer, where uh, they were trying to open it, and they almost did. And there was a clip of him. This wasn't in the movie. This is mm-hmm. um, just candid where uh, they're trying to get proof of, you know, uh, what's happening. So, yeah, they, they try to open the trailer and then they're telling uh, um, uh, Sasha's telling his driver to like start driving. Like we got to get going because Go. they started opening the door and he had to like close it shut. Like you'd see him like struggling to to keep the door like tight uh, mm-hmm. and locked. Um, but man, it's crazy and scary to see stuff like that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, Borat 2. Uh, I'd recommend watching it. I give it a score of, uh, let's see here. I give it a four. Okay. So a B. Yeah. Yeah. A B. Nice. I give it a four. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Anton. So if people want to give us a five out of five, how can they do that? <laughs> <laughs> they can uh, do that by supporting us. Um, at uh, the 20c.com and they can buy stickers, t-shirts, hats. And if there was something that we talked about on the show or uh, anything that's on their social media, there should be a link that uh, takes them to Amazon and gives us a little kickback for anything that is purchased. Nice. And people can also follow us on uh, social media at the 20c on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we always post the latest stories we see there, any funny memes, and uh, there's, a, there's a message, there's a call button for you to keep in contact with us. Uh, you can also send us an email to mail at the 20c.com to let us know uh, your thoughts on what we talked about this episode or any news that you might have heard that you think we might be interested in. Yep. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the 20c. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can use it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, this week, I recommend The Sandman. I'm, I'm starting to get into that one. Um, there's a lot of people that are uh, voicing this series. Um, let me get the list of actors that are in this. I, I was really surprised. Is, it, on, is that Neil Gaiman's book? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Neil okay. Gaiman's book. Um, yeah. Sandman. So uh, while you look, yeah, got it. Okay, so uh, wh- why is it okay? So we got uh, Riz Ahmed as uh, Corinthian. Uh, we got Kat Dennings as Death. We got Taryn oh, okay. Edgerton as uh, John Constantine. We got Neil Gaiman as the narrator. Uh, and we got James McAvoy as Morpheus. Uh, Samantha Morton. Uh, I don't know if you know who she is. Um, she's in there. And then we also got Andy Serkis in here. Oh, God. And also <laughs> Michael Sheen. Okay. So it's a pretty good cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, uh, very uh, great ensemble there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, two books that we can recommend here, too, is uh, The Witcher book that I'm reading, The Last Wish. Uh, that one is uh, 10 hours, and it's the first of the saga. So, if you aren't familiar with The Witcher, I think it's a good start. As I mentioned earlier, it's a collection of uh, standalone adventures for The Witcher. So you really got get a sample of the world he lives in and his powers and uh, just what type of character he is. 
<clears throat> the other thing, too, since Anton, you mentioned this, uh, the first book of the Assassin's Creed series, Renaissance, uh, if you want to start listening to that, get a taste of what the Assassin's Creed world is like. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, is that it? We good? Yep, that's it. Let's wrap it up. All right. For the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. See you guys. See you guys.